I always try to guess if you're going to start out and do it or if I should. Hi, everyone. Susie, Susie, Susie. (laughs) Welcome to Brain Candy Podcast, episode 329. Sarah. Sarah. The other day I was talking to, who was it, like my aunt or something? And she's like, yeah, and you know, no, it couldn't have been my aunt. It was somebody else. And they're like... Yeah, you know your pod. You're still doing your podcast. What are you at? Like episode 100? I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, a hundred? Maybe it's, in 2016. It's really crazy. I know we have like Law and Order numbers. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm pretty proud of it. I'm the most proud. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty proud. Yeah, it's impressive because we have a lot to say. Apparently, we. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day. That you know what? When you when all those things that, like, maybe you got in trouble for doing at school yeah. or somebody said this isn't going... Like, I remember there was a girl who sat next to me, and she used to love to write her name really pretty. And she would write it out, and it would look so beautiful, and she would always get in trouble in class for, like, not paying attention. Yeah, well, doodling. now she's a calligrapher who does that <laughs> professionally and does wedding invitations, and that's her job, and she makes a ton of money doing it. Because those funny? things are, like... Four dollars for like one little tiny envelope, you know, and she's doing that. My report card when I was younger said, talks out of turn constantly, always right. talking, you know, contributes to the conversation, but often interrupts. And now I make my living talking. Oh, for sure. It's like, that, w- d- stop punishing us for doing the things that will eventually lead to our success in the future. I was reading in our book club, my book club selection for May was, um, there's no such thing as grownups or I forget the right title, but it's by Pamela Druckerman. And, um, one of the things she talks about is she lives in Paris and in Paris and France, they have, um, a better understanding of how one's good points are also the flip side of their flaws. Oh, I mean, we that's talk just, about this. Yeah, yes. for everyone. And usually the thing that you're attracted to in your partner is the thing that you end up despising yep. at some point. So totally true. And it's exactly what you're describing where the same thing that gets you in trouble when you're, you don't have discernment about how to use your powers for good as a right. kid. But then if you can harness it, you're in business. I mean, I was little and I was like, well, I have to make this joke. This, this writes itself. I mean, I'm doing the whole class a disservice by not saying this out loud right now. I was totally obnoxious. When you were little? Mm, it was uh, not okay. Like how? Like, what do you mean? Explain. Um, I don't see that. The very thing that would get you cast on a reality TV show mm. is the thing mm. that is really gross in uh, its attention-seeking behaviors and um, but like, just obnoxious. But like, what you do when you were little? I can't even see little Susie doing that. Oh my God, I was out of control. I would do anything for attention. And I've, I was, when Matt Neroni was here, I was telling him how I've learned as an adult what my currency is. My, the currency for me is the things that are important are time and attention. I don't need money. I don't mm. need all the, these other things. But to me, those are important. If I'm getting enough attention and if mm. I have time to do what I want to do, then I'm happy. Huh. And what do you mean when, when it, as far as attention, what kind of attention is it? Is it like words of affirmation? Like you want people to acknowledge yeah. you? Okay. Yes. So that's totally got to be your love language is, is quality time and words of affirmation. Yeah. It's just when I was a I kid. I want you to take was... that. When was the last time you took the love languages quiz? I never. Take, oh my never. God. Okay. Well, Why this is your homework assignment. Because it's so interesting to learn. Is it? 
oh my God, Suze, this is like marriage miracle stuff. And even just relationship <laughs> stuff. It's so important. Okay, so do you know about the love languages? Yeah, and I always roll my eyes about it. Oh no, it's so important. So it really, okay. it says that all of us have a different way of communicating love based on how love was communicated to us when we we're younger. And the easiest example or the thing that really made me understand this on a deep level recently is f- food and my husband's relationship with food and mealtime and my relationship with food. Okay. And when I was, when he was growing up, they didn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. and they, things were often really chaotic, but the, and his mom, you know, was suff- uh, struggles with mental health issues. So the one way she was able to be a mom and connect mm-hmm. to her family was through making them a meal. And she was mm-hmm. like from Indiana where it would be just like American, like greasy, Comfort food, food, like mash, comfort food, like bacon wrapped mashed potato or bacon wrapped meatloaf with mashed potatoes, like that yes, kind of thing. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. And that became, since there wasn't the big holidays and she wasn't doing like the things a lot of moms, you know, the the typical, uh, uh, we'll call them neurotypical mom would do, um, you know, or mental health, like typical mental health, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, would do. yeah. She, mm-hmm. that was how she showed love. So in my family, Food was not used to show love. It was used as, and really, like nobody had a good relation. My mom would just ate, had the worst eating habits, and like would go all it day was without like eating. Grazing. And then, yeah. yeah, it was grazing, or it was like merely to keep you alive, and then ba- barely that. You know, there yeah. was no sit down like we didn't do that. And so, for me, food was just this thing that was like. It, it doesn't have any meaning. It's just, you just eat it and that's it. There was no attachment, no deeper attachment to it. So what would happen is Landa would go make these beautiful meals for me and I'm busy like doing stuff. For me, the action of love is like acts of service, making sure the house is clean, getting the dishes done. And in my mind, getting the dishes done after he's just made the kitchen dirty is like more important. So I would be cleaning around the house, like cleaning around the kitchen while he is just putting the food on the table and it would drive him crazy that I wouldn't sit down and eat it right when it was hot. And I'd be like, okay, one more thing. Okay, let me change the laundry. I'll be down in a sec. And it was, he was so hurt by that because it was me rejecting this way that he shows love. The same way Mm -hmm. if I were to clean the whole house and he would not even really acknowledge it, I'd be like, what the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. I would be so hurt. So once I understood that, that that's how he communicates love and what that means to him and that wh- how I communicate love, I, I started to make sure that when he's doing those things, I like recognize them and acknowledge them and validate them and say thank you and I'm grateful for that because my default is to not recognize it. And yeah. by understanding that, oh my gosh, you make the other partner feel validated, you make him feel supported, you make him feel seen. And often how we are communicating it to our, our partner is how we want it. But there's a, like, it gets lost in translation. And mm-hmm. I always use, like, the, you're showing up at their doorstep with mangoes, and they're going, what the fuck, where's my steak? And they're <laughs> right. like, but I have these mangoes. And then yeah. they're like, but that's not what I asked. You know, so it's that. So there you I, go. That's a little, I, little... I like all that. I do get what you're saying, and I like the concept. The thing that made me roll my eyes is that it seems to have been embraced by a particular type of woman <laughs> that hmm. irritates me. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like anything. It's like the same thing with, you know, um, 
like positive affirmations yeah. or, yeah. you know, if you don't look at the, like how to use this information. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know. I get yeah. that. Like the power of positivity thing or what is that, the, the secret? You know, mm-hmm. that one kind of bugs me sometimes because what they're not telling you is you can't just visualize, you know, the perfect future and everything that you want. You also have to visualize the steps that it takes to get there. That's yeah. the biggest step. That's the big trick. But if you what? just look at the pop psychology, like, you know, what sounds good in a headline thing, you're going to kind of miss some of those stuff. And the same thing with love languages. Yeah. One thing that I'm visualizing in your future is a third love bra. Oh, you don't have to visualize it in my future. <laughs> it's here right now and it's so comfy. Third love has perfect fit bra for every woman. You're probably wearing the wrong size. You're probably bitter about your bra. And third love wanted to fix that. So they made more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Thank the good Lord. Then you can skip the trip. You don't have to go into the weird dressing room and get measured by someone who doesn't know what the heck they're doing anyway. You just take this quiz and third love will tell you what size you should order. It actually is really fun. And they have 100% fit guarantee. So you can wear your bra for 60 days, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it and they'll donate it to a woman in need, which I love that. And um, it's just really high quality stuff without, you know, the itchy whatever fabric and tags everywhere um, and memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash brain to find out or to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash brain for 15% off. And they have robes and other nice You know what I'm thinking? That might be a really good gift for, I know Mother's Day has already passed, but for like your mom or your grandma who's wearing that. Because they're wearing like those beat up 1960s hideous. Yeah. My friend just got married and they took her grandma to go get a dress for the wedding. And, you know, grandma was like, I don't want to you know, whatever, I'm not going to get anything new. And they went to go like into the dressing room to try stuff on and saw her bra and were like, oh my God, this is from like the original Sears catalog. (laughs) That's hilarious. You have got to change that. Right. That is an old lady thing to do. They really hang on to those. No joke. Yeah, good idea. Get those people a new bra. You will change their life. Have you, oh yeah, you get a new bra that fits. It's like the whole like, I'm walking on sunshine. That's how I felt. <laughs> and no joke. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I saw another documentary I wanted to tell you about. Yay! <laughs> it's called, you may have seen it on Netflix. It's called uh, Perfect Bid. The Perfect Bid. Did you see it? No, I didn't. What is that? Is it about okay. eBay? No, it's about The Price is Right. <gasps> you know my friend Megan won on The Price is Right. Yes! So shout yeah. out to Megan, big time winner. Shout out, shout out to me. She won a car, didn't she? Yes, $23,000 in a car. That's amazing. Yes. What's your favorite game on Price is Right? Oh, Plink, Plunko? Plinko? Yeah, you got to that. I love that Do, one. Does Price is Right have the... I like the one where it's the product and you try to guess if it's higher or lower than that high price. High-low, yes. Oh, God, I love high-low. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm so good at it because I shop at all those. I shop at like the 99 cent store mm-hmm. and I shop at uh, uh, like big lots. Mm-hmm. Then you learn about all the pricing of those really obscure random brands of stuff. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so good. So I think that you and I are documentary enthusiasts and connoisseurs. Yes. And a lot of people probably prefer documentaries that are, I don't know, like Blackfish where it's like scandalous and or murders or whatever. But some of my favorite documentaries are ones like this one It's where it really is just one guy telling a story pretty much and then they have archival footage and then a few other interviews. But so this guy, okay, let me back up. Yes. I had read in Esquire the story of the guy who a few years ago had beat the prices right. So he had went into the showcase showdown and he had correctly guessed his showcase showdown to the dollar. And that oh. had never happened before. How did he do that? And that's what everyone wanted to know. And he kept doing these interviews that I read and saw where he would say, you know, it, I just watched a show all the time and paid attention to prices and basically was able to beat the game. And that's what I thought happened. But it turns out that there's a guy, <laughs> there's a guy named Theodore who um, is very good at math and went to over thirty tapings over you know as many years, and he created a database of every price for every oh God <laughs> right every single item forever and then memorized them and he would go and he would he became something of a novelty, but Bob Barker would be like, oh, did Theodore help you? You know, like they all knew about this guy who would always know the right price and they didn't have any rules against it because you know how when you're on the prices right and everyone yells out the price and you don't know which person might know it and which person doesn't. So now is Theodore a regular attendee of the show? Yeah. He went to about 30 tapings. Oh my God. Okay. Like he, one time he did get up on stage and it was a big thing like, Theodore, you finally made it. And Bob Barker made a fuss and, you know, he did well. But then the, when they spin the wheel, that's down to luck. Yeah. So he didn't actually go to the showcase showdown because he didn't Mm -hmm. win the, whatever that's called. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what happened was Drew Carey became the new host and Theodore was he was able to, they changed the rules where after 10 years, you could go back up on stage if you had played before. So he started going again. He didn't make it up on stage, but he would help the other players. So when that other guy went up to the showcase showdown, Theodore added it up and yelled out the number and the guy said it. And then the guy won and Drew Carey was shitting his pants because they oh. were like, oh, well, I'm going to get fired because I won't have a job anymore. If the game is beatable, this oh, sh- show will be canceled. God. And so it was just really fun to watch because anybody that will memorize a database of prices yeah. is going to tell a really good story because he's going to remember every detail. <laughs> this is like my favorite book, Moonwalking with Einstein. Yes. Where it's like, yep, I want to hear every single thing that you got. Yep, how the heck you did that because... That's going to be an interesting story because you guys are an odd bunch. And I love when the hero of a story is a, a an odd person like yourself. Yes. I love it. so interesting. And I think everyone should watch it because it's really fun. Those are the real heroes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. Right. Uh, but Theodore is a cool guy and knows a lot and really 
loved the show and now they've changed it so no one can beat it. They do different prizes each time. So that run is over. Ah, I see, I see. You know, um, I always wondered with those like showcase showdown things, if they were just like arbitrary numbers, like did they just pick numbers that are... Is that no. really the yeah, ad they, somewhere that that has to have that price listed? Yeah, the the lawyers get involved and okay, um, okay, and and then uh, they started doing different options on the cars, and so oh. Theodore had to memorize every option for every car. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. That is great. You know, that's like my brother was just telling me we were watching um, Jeopardy. Because have you heard about oh, this yes. guy? Oh, my God. Before you talk about this, because we were talking about it at my house, you and I, and we need to yeah. delve into it. So first, let me tell you, though, about a great product, which everyone should try. It's called Gut Right. I didn't even know about... I knew that you should probably take care of like what's going on in your stomach, but I really didn't know enough about it. But there are these nutrients that you're losing. Most of us aren't eating what we should, and things get out of whack in our body. And then um, they created this product so that it would help kill off the bad gut bugs that cause havoc in your microbiome and make you feel sick or make you have bad skin or make you just not be in balance. And it's such a great idea if you feel like maybe you're out of balance uh, physically to try this because it's a unique formulation you won't find anywhere else, family-friendly, gut-friendly. Get your gut right today. Visit atpscience.com slash get gut right and get 20% off your first order plus free shipping when you use coupon code brain candy at checkout offer limited to the first 100 customers to use the promo code it's atpscience.com slash get gut right 20% off first order and free shipping with code brain candy um get those poo bugs in order and i just read an article uh that said that there were 21 studies conducted in uh china recently and of the 21 studies They were all done to see if there was a link between anxiety and gut bacteria. And of the 21 studies, 14 were conclusive that introducing probiotics and balancing gut bacteria had a positive effect on anxiety. Wow. Like positive, like I should say positive in reducing it, not like positive correlation. Yes, right. But yeah, it showed a positive effect on anxiety symptoms by regulating intestinal (laughs) microbia. Yes. Half, over half the studies approved, proved to be effective. Well, I have anxiety, that? so that there you go. that's good to know. <laughs> I'll take it. Let's talk Jeopardy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Tell me what you were saying. So I had just been hearing, like, you know, a little, like, yes, yeah. news in the wind, I guess you can say, of, like, this guy on Jeopardy who's crushing it. And so I just decided, okay, I'm going to start recording Jeopardy and watched a few. Oh, my God, is he good. Tell me what it's like. No. Okay. And I even, it's so funny because, you know, I'm like selling, my brothers were just here and I was telling, and we all love trivia in our house. And we were, uh, and my brothers are freaking smart and are good at stuff like this. So it was fun to play along. But we, they've, at first they seem like not very interested. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just stick with me. And I turn it on and we're like fixated. We're captivated by this guy. He's answering so fast. He... Definitely is, and we all agreed on this, that he's got to be on the spectrum. 
Okay. Because he definitely had, there's some social awkwardness. There's some, like, uh, maybe an Asperger's kind of thing or something like that. But just okay. his ability to memorize anything. I mean, this is just, it, it's a skill that you don't even see in neurotypical people, <clears throat> usually. And yeah. he works as a sports better in Las Vegas and I think makes tons of money doing that because he <laughs> talks about how he like travels a lot. And he's been to like so many different countries, uh, you know, just this year. And so I think he's like making a bunch of money doing sports betting. Um, yeah. But he's coming into Jeopardy with techniques that and and strategies that they've never ever seen before so typically you'd start with the lowest numbers you start with like the 200s the 400s whatever he goes straight for the 2000 1000 squares in an attempt to get the double jeopardy so he and and he gets them right like daily every double. time daily double excuse me yeah. daily double yeah. he get he tries to get the daily double every single time they should have called what, it double jeopardy because right i was just thinking like that's that's a good name do they ever call it double jeopardy in the game no. I don't think they do. It's just daily double. double je- That's Maybe funny. the second round is called Double Jeopardy, right? I don't know. We'll Maybe. see. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, so his whole, his whole strategy is get as much money as possible, get the daily double, and then bet everything. And he always gets it right. Wow. So now we're looking at where all the other contestants, and the one I watched last, like last night, the night before, he had 63000 to everybody else's like five thousand and like nine hundred dollars. Really? This guy holds the record for not only the number one spot of most money earned in a single show, mm-hmm. but also spots one through twelve. Oh my god! And he's only played twenty something games. What he's do you gonna. Think they're the plan they're is- gonna have to. That's my. That's my thought. They're gonna have to do something. Yeah. He's. There's no end in sight for this guy. Wow. What do you and do? What is, remember when you were here and we were talking about it, I said, well, do the other players sort of ab- adopt his approach by trying to get those big dollar number um, one clues? And you said, no. I did see in the teacher's tournament, they like broke up a little bit of his, uh, you know, the last month of him playing to give him a week off, I guess, with the teacher's tournament. And the woman who won, no, she didn't win, but one of the women in the teacher's tournament in the final round did use that strategy. And how'd that go? Well, she didn't win because you have to know right. the answers. Like when you're going to do... She didn't do that thing Has where he... you bet everything, but people are definitely betting. His name is James Holzer. Holzhauer, and... Holzhauer, something like that. Okay. And so did has anyone ever come close to winning, do you think? No, no. Not, Not even, even close. close. Not <gasps> even close he had his 24th win on just yesterday where he won eighty six thousand. oh my god okay so he's only played 24 games and he's made almost two million wow ken jennings is the record holder and he made 200 he's made two million like two and a half million but he did it in 74 games wow so what are they even going to do? Like, you should see the pictures of the other contestants' faces. They're, like, pissed. <laughs> they look, like, so unhappy. It's That's so funny. Great. That They're like, really okay, great. go ahead. You have all the answers. Oh, my God. It's so great. What are they going to do? Yeah, what are they going to do? Do you think they'll just say there's a limit now on how many shows mm. you can appear on or a money amount that you can win? I don't know. It's weird. It's a catch-22 because it brings a lot of viewers 
It do, right. It does because I'm recording it now. And there oh, are wow. definitely more people watching this, you know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, their ratings for sure go up, but then yeah. they have to wait, you know, a season or a year or whatever until they sell the ads for the next one. So it's not like they wow. automatically just make more money right away to cover yeah. the <laughs> the winnings. I don't know how I it mean, works. I don't even know what they're going to do. How many games are you able to win? Somebody well, else has got to be asking this, these questions. That's why I got a little irritated when I was watching the Price is Right documentary because when Drew Carey and some other people talked about what it was like on their end when they thought the game had been beaten, they were really mad. And I felt angry because it's like you created the game and then someone played by the rules and right. was able to um, excel at it. And yeah. I just don't think they should begrudge people that way. I agree. I said the same. Th- I think the same thing when we were on the challenge. Mm-hmm. If like, do not penalize us for coming up with a way to beat it that you didn't yes. talk away, talk about. You know, well, that was like on Road Rules when I was on there, and they said we had to vote people off on the viewers' revenge season, and we decided to just do a volunteer system and do it in order. Oh, they yeah. were so mad because mm-hmm. it makes terrible television. But they were trying to shame us into not doing that because they knew they couldn't force us not to do it, but it ruined their show. And so what they would do is be like, I think it's really lame. Like producers would come on and be like, it's lame that you guys are doing it. I'm like, lame? Wow. Like we're trying to win money here. And then they just shame you to to, like, yes. You guys are boring. Oh, you're so boring. Well, you you made a dumb game. Like, well, fucking deal with it. You cast me. Like I have to live in the, a van with these people and yeah. I'm trying to win money. So I'm sorry it doesn't match your vision of what makes good television. Oh my God. i uh, mad all over again. Well, also I did just a like, you know, quick little Google search. There, it says that there's no, there's no stopping any player. There's no like time, you, there are no max games you can But don't win. you think they're going to change the rules? I think so. I think they're yeah. going to have to. He, it says that he's responded correctly to 803 clues and incorrectly mm. to just 27. And he's... How is that possible? How is that possible? And he's 49 for 53 on the Daily Doubles. Of 53, he's only missed four. I just don't get it. And then on the final Jeopardy, he's 21 for 22. Come wow, on. Wow, that's amazing. And even the one he did lose, who cares? Because he's he already still got had five money. times the amount of everybody else's money. He, it says that he's going to beat uh, Ken Jennings, the guy who is the last, like, the record holder right now. He'll beat his record in five, four or five more games. That's amazing. Yeah. By and by the time 32, this episode aired, he will probably have done it. Damn, it's so funny. Watch. I'm like, get it, get it, get it. At first, like the first few episodes I watched, I was, I was like pissed because I'm like, this isn't even fun to play along with. Yeah, I can't even yeah. get the, I can't even read the question before mm-hmm. he's answered it. And after a while, I was like, no, no, now it's like, this is like watching one of those, like, I don't know. I like, you're watching a, a feat of human. Yes. I was like, it feels yeah, like watching a, con- a contortionist at, like at Cirque du Soleil or something where you're just like, <laughs> I, my mind is blown. I don't know how the body can do that. It's like That's that, so but with cool. his mind, I'm just like, what is that? And you're just captivated when you watch him. Oh, I love that. So and yeah, shout out to Jeopardy and all the people watching. 
Another thing that's uh, captivating are your new sheets. Oh, they sure are. I'm going to have to take a pick. My beautiful new Brooklyn in bed sheets. Cause, right? I mean, ours were getting pretty dingy. Yeah, you were ready for a, new, a big girl set of sheets. And you kept telling me how much time we spend in our bed. And for some reason, I put my <laughs> other Brooklinen ones on the guest bed. Don't do that. They went, they don't go with the color. We like redid our bedroom. So the colors didn't match. So I just moved the Brooklinen ones to the guest bed. And then I was using our old sheets. And I'm like, wait a sec. Yeah. I just need the new sheets. Right, so like, I'm, I'm a glad proud owner guests. of the Lux set. That's so good. And I love I that you myself. gave the nice sheets to your guests, but you deserve nice yeah. sheets too. That's right. And all of you listening deserve nice sheets. And this husband and wife team created Brooklyn and because they wanted high quality hotel grade sheets, but they didn't want to bankrupt themselves. So they created affordable ones that you can mix and match over 25 different colors and patterns to make your bedroom just right. And it won winner of the best online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They're really nice. They wash really well. The colors stay vibrant. Our Brooklyn and sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets we've ever slept on. And it's awesome because now they have a new um, linen collection. They have tons of really gorgeous colors. It's perfect for summer bedding. It's in their name, so you know it's good. Brooklinen's newest linen collection is amazing. Couldn't recommend their products more for graduates, newlyweds, friends, or family treating or treating yourself to a bedroom upgrade, you deserve. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use our promo code BRAIN at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. But the only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use our promo code BRAIN at Brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BRAIN. These are the best sheets ever. They are. Oh, so yes, gotta watch I think I want to get their duvet too. Yes, you definitely do. You're real cute. I like when yeah. you get excited about stuff. I'm like, mm, I'm gonna get that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever go on Jeopardy? Uh, no, I'm not very good, and I get I pay, I think my my well, I don't know. I think my trigger <laughs> finger isn't fast enough. I get I panic. Like I yeah. I know the answer, and then I just panic, and I'd be more embarrassed about saying the wrong thing. I've realized that you know how it's fight, flight, or freeze. Yes. I'm a freezer. I'm a freezer too. Full I wish blown I were freezer. A fighter, and then my brain just stops. And it, uh, 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 uh. Me For somebody too. who has a lot to say in panicky right. moments, I don't. That's probably why, though, because if that's your sort of thing that you use in life to relax and be yourself, that it would go away in times of survival. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. I'm not who a knows? doctor, for God's ah, sake. We've, we've, wait. You are, but not like that. <laughs> right, not that guy. I'm not a medical physician. Oh, speaking of physician. which, I got so excited. So I went to, I got a new passport with my official last name on it now, finally. You look like and a I fox went, in it. Oh, thank you. Everybody was like, oh, you look like a spy. I'm like, oh, that's what I was going for. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, so I went to American Airlines to go update like all my accounts and everything. And they they had a drop down box for title, and it said like Miss before, so I like go click it to put Ms. like I do, uh, but it gave me the option of Master. And <laughs> Wait a minute! Don't that's... you know I clicked on that one? So now my American account says Hello, Master Sarah Patterson. Oh no! Hell I... yeah! Wait. <laughs> this is hilarious because I think I took a picture. We... Don't you worry. <laughs> I think that's for, you know, young boys like Master Lincoln Butler. 
No, it's not. Yes. It's for adults. It's got to <laughs> be. How do you know? Because the other options are sir, doctor, like. Oh. It's well, like maybe doctor, it could be either. And then right, right before doctor is master. I'm going to show you because I'm no, going I to. No, I believe you. I just would have assumed, you know how you call uh, kids master before they're a certain age and then they become mister? I did not know that. <laughs> that is super but, funny. But maybe it's for both, you know, like those people and people with masters. No way. It says select your title, Mr., Miss, Mrs., Dr., Master. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because so, it's the equivalent of Miss is for it? boys. No. It is. Are you freaking kidding me? No. I don't like that. I do. I I do, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> well, it could be for both in this case, though. It's fine. Okay. okay. You know. Thank you. But Thank I do you. think it's funny all the same. Ah, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's really cute. Okay. Oh. So you got your passport. Yeah. Where are you going? Do you have plans to go somewhere? Uh, I'm going to Mexico for my friend Megan's. Uh, the, the same Megan who won the Price Is Right. Um, I am going for her wedding to. Wait, uh, she's not married Cabo. to that guy? No, they just have some babies. I had They've no been idea. For a long time. Yeah. What have they been dragging their feet about? Well, it's both of their second marriage, and they're like, okay. you know, what? Like, we're it in means this. nothing. <laughs> two babies, right? They're like, if this means nothing, we're already like, oh, we bought a house, we have two That's children, fun. we have, you know. So now they're going to, uh, yeah, yeah. That's really cute. Oh, wish Mazel Tov to them. Hmm. Um. I read this article about, it was actually in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and it was about an aging clown named Mr. Smacky. (laughs) (laughs) And it was about how this guy, hes I think he's in his 70s, and he's been a clown for 30 years or something, and he's having trouble finding work because of a few things. First of all, an old clown is a little weird. Um, Yes. And also, there's been a bit of a, problem with clowns with that it pennywise thing oh yeah and you know people are more uh freaked out by clowns lately (laughs) yeah yeah but and so it's kind of a sad story about how like he's not getting jobs anymore and i it's just something i never thought of oh and i don't know i just wanted to become sad yeah like a sad clown yeah god isn't that a bummer? <sighs> Mr. Smacky wants to, to work. He wants to bring joy. And like, is there said, a clown union? Do they have benefits? No. There's a clown college. There is. And they, pro- I don't know what title you get if you go there. <laughs> Bozo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and it was sad because it said, you know, because of, um, I don't know if it's arthritis or what, he can't make the animal balloons anymore. Oh, that's Susie. It's so sad. It's breaking my heart. And you know, his whole point was to bring joy to people. And now the thing that he loves most, bringing joy to people, is being taken. You know what? He needs to go to the hospital. Not like to the hospital because he's sick, but he needs to go like, I'm thinking Patch Adams style. He does that. He's got to do that. Because the kids don't care if you're an old clown or a young clown. Well, and like there was a line in the article that sort of said that he doesn't wear makeup anymore and... They didn't explain why, and I don't know if it's because he looks really creepy because, you know, older skin might look a little different. yes. (laughs) Or what, but it's just all around very sad. But he does go to the hospitals and um, greet the children and all that stuff, but 
It's a bummer, man. And I just never thought about what would you do if that were your income and you kind of aged out of your job. Well, I felt the same way, Suze, about that comedian that we saw who oh did like the, the, was there a puppet involved or a guitar with the... It was a guitar. It was, and he was singing songs that were... Oh, and a puppet. Sev- yeah, I remember yes. there being like a puppet too. And I'm just like, oh, it was sad because this guy is using the same material from... 1982 and it was not funny then it's not funny now oh yeah it was bad and he just ran off stage he didn't even have a closing it was so uncomfortable they like didn't know how to end it it was so weird yeah it was painful yeah you know what else is painful the google search that really (laughs) let me know that master is what you called a young boy and so (laughs) people at american airlines are gonna be real confused when they see the picture on my passport (laughs) With the title master. So I'm not happy about that because I thought really I was getting something else with this degree. A new title. What the fuck? I mean, this is the best thing ever. I was so... You know, like that's one of those... Again, remember when I was optimistic? (laughs) Disappointment, man. I'm telling you. Just don't be optimistic, Sarah. I'm so sorry. Ah, I was so excited. Did you... Would it have been better if I didn't tell you, do you think? Or should I have told you? If you wouldn't have told me, I would have gone around to every other oh my God. thing where there's like a, a title drop down menu and I would have been master. Like they, I, was, I would have been a young boy in every single, you know, airlines frequent flyer mile, mile program. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know At what? At the Chipotle I, Burrito of the Month Club, I'd be also master. <laughs> like any place to sign up. <laughs> Maybe you can just think of it as... Uh, encouraging non-binary gender roles. Yeah, exactly. And also, why do we call... Is it master and missus? That, that's fucked up in and of itself. All of it is. I'm, it makes me mad. Like, so, like, she's a miss, missus, and he's a master before he's 18? Yes. Get out of here. Yeah, and it feels like um, it's just... The reason why you didn't know that, though, is because nobody even uses it. So it usually is miss and then mister. You know, like there wasn't even an equivalent for an unmarried man. And that was annoying. Yeah. But if they were to use one, it would be master. (laughs) You know what else is a very, very old word that I recently learned this and I thought, Susie, you would absolutely love this fact. So a professor from the linguistics department of New York University was researching the oldest word that hasn't changed pronunciation. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. What would you get? Like this is a word that you can go anywhere in time and that you'd point to it and it would be called that thing or we'd say that about whatever it is for the last 8,000 years. Oh my God. Yep. Do you have any guesses? You, you're never... I mean, my instinct was the word no. Oh, that was a, that's a good guess. Because mm. it's so similar in so many languages. That is not at all correct. Mine would went to religion, of course, to okay. make okay. it something about God or whatever, but I j- just don't know. So it's Tree? based on a Proto-Indo-European language, and okay. the word is locks. Locks? Like as in the smoked salmon. You have got to be kidding me. Yes. Well, the leave it fish to the Jews. never changed. Like they've, they've been 
drying fish like that. And yes, exactly. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Lox is an 8,000-year-old word that has never been changed and has always been pronounced the same. Well, at first I heard it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Mm-hmm. And then I had to like, you know, do a deep dive into like I news articles this that story. talked about this. Yeah. Of all the things that are mm-hmm. constant, it's smoked salmon. Yeah. Smoked <laughs> salmon. Right. Who would have thought? I don't know. And but- most everything it says in modern English, more than half of all words are borrowed from other languages. Yeah. So this is a word that was never, we didn't borrow, it didn't change. It always stayed the same. And yeah. Is that considered a Yiddish word or... No, I don't know. I, I, the only thing that they say, they say is Proto-Indo-European language, which I, oh, right. I would you assume is what mm-hmm. was even before that. <laughs> right. Good you point. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, changing the subject quickly, let's talk about something everyone can relate to, wanting to save extra money in this summer. Uh, you could start by paying less interest on your credit card balances. Um, You can refinance with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. It's super easy. You can save hundreds to thousands of bucks um, and lower your interest rate. They offer a credit card consolidation loan from 5.95% APR with AutoPay. There's no fees. There are applications online. It's super easy. People have been having really good luck with it. And just for our listeners, if you apply now, you can get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get the discount is to go to lightstream.com slash braincandy, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash braincandy. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash braincandy for more information. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that lock story. Yeah, it's interesting. That show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, it sounds awesome. It's so good, Suze, and I think you would be the perfect uh, panelist. Oh, my God, I would love that. So what? how they do it is it's like a, a quiz show, a game show about they ask you questions about the news of the week, but it'll be comedians and, and you know, podcast hosts and things like that who are the guests like you know in the live auditorium and everything answering the questions and uh but you know their answers will be funny and all usually it'll be like three serious questions and then one that's totally obscure that's like this one was on a little while ago um a man survives a car accident by eating only what like what kept him alive for five days and then they'll like guess whatever because they're never going to come up with the answer and the answer is packets of taco bell hot sauce i love it yeah, so things like that, where if you've read bizarre stories in the news, you'll get it right. And that I yes. hear some, all of some of my favorite crazy stories come from there. And I think you'd just be so stinking good. Oh and they gosh. have a, a fill-in-the-blank limerick section where they at, like do a limerick, and then you have to guess the missing word, and it's so fun. Don't and you love fun, nerdy stuff? Love. Hello. We based right. our entire business model on fun nerdy stuff. <laughs> Susie, what do you think? Well, luckily, a lot of people seem to share our affinity for nerdy culture. Yes. I love oh, it. I just think it's so fun. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that now good. that I have free time, I'm going to get back to some crossword puzzles. I'm going to be oh learning God. a lot of new words. It's fun. Yeah. Whenever we were talking about your graduation, I know, you know, this time of year, a lot of people may june people go to graduations and i wondered what you think about the tradition of you know getting your name called and getting your diploma and you know how it's so boring and difficult to sit through but what do you feel about it um 
Well, I really liked how we did it, and I, I think it's just because it was a master's program and it's, you know, smaller, but we we did a hooding ceremony. So we have a small hooding ceremony that you could invite, like, four members of your family to, and it was just our program, and it was really great. It was, um, like, the the director, like, said a little bit about us, and then he went through each, uh, like, all the great stuff that we did in our program, and like said everybody's name who participated in those and went through like if you did this stand up and you could see just how many people were active like active in the school and the mm-hmm. programs and all that and then so we did that and it was really wonderful and then we walked over to the main graduation and then we all just sat there and then we all just like you know waited around and it was kind of boring for us sitting there waiting to get our names called so i can only imagine what it was like for the parents and it was freezing and it started raining thank god it didn't start pouring but everybody was like they were freezing it was like it took so long and it is fun to to have your name called, and oh my god, the guy who was calling our names was the best. He would get really into any sort of pronunciation, like it would be like Jessica Ramos. <laughs> For, no joke, it was so fun. And so I mean, I that's joking. all you can do to kind of spice it up. I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. I was joking with the people to the right and left of me, saying that I was going to ask him to roll all the R's in my name too, like Sarah <laughs> You know, like, but I mean, I didn't. I that, I remember when I was sitting in mine when I got my PhD, and my brother was in the audience, and I had my phone on me, and he texted me during it, and it said, "My kingdom for a flask." Yeah, because you just want any kind. Just give me a drink, anything. But right. and I was reading this article that was saying how, um, the the reason that they do it is that. It's designed for long-term meaning-making rather than short-term comfort. I was just going to... Yes. I was like, you need the ritual. Yeah. And that also, though, another thing that's sort of less uh, sentimental and more financial is that (sighs) memories are shaped by the peak moments, right? So when they call your name and you walk, that's a special moment you'll remember. And donations to schools are based on memories, and ah. so they want to make people feel that towards their school and feel special about that moment, even if they have to sit through a few extra hours, because what they'll remember about it is the emotional moment when their name was called, which yeah. accounts for about 2.5 seconds per student. Wow. But that you might be inclined to give money to the school because of that memory, which I think is interesting form of really interesting. psychology. Yeah. And how, I mean, I thought you were going to say with the financial thing, Mm-hmm. just the cost to graduate. Mm. Like, we're not talking about the school, like how, what you paid to go to school. I mean, I got the basic... Ba- First of all, we didn't have the option to rent our... Uh, gown. Gown, which yeah. also calling it a gown, that's a stretch. It's a tablecloth <laughs> with <laughs> armholes. <laughs> Come on. So my cap was like $35. I got paranoid that I was going to mess up decorating it. And so I looked on Amazon to see what a backup one would cost. $12. So mm. there's already, we're jacking up the prices there. And this was right around graduation because I bet I could get it any other time of the year for $6. So you uh, think the school makes money on the robes and hats and a stuff? A shit ton of money. That makes the, me sick. Just the stole, like the little thing that goes around your neck. I 
got this, the basic, like basic, basic package that was just the, the gown, um, my, a cap, and then a, um, not, no stole. It was like nothing. And, uh, then I noticed everybody else got the package with the stoles and I didn't want to look like the only one without it. Yeah. So I went to go buy it individually. $45 for a little satin piece that went around my neck. It's a piece I was like, of fabric. Anna, I'm yeah. good. That I'm going to yeah. wear one time. My gown and everything was already over $100. Oh my God. It was God. like 89 plus tax or whatever. I forgot all about that part. So you look at, the, I'm in a crowd of, you know, 500 kids. And this was just my one college, not the other Oh, excuse me. I have a burp. Not the other ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. All this talk about graduation gave me indigestion. (laughs) Um, So 500. That's already. Look at what you're raking in just off of that. And then they're selling the lays outside and the flowers and the commemorative, uh, like, sign. Like, those those little blank dog stuffed animals that have, like, a little graduation cap. And you can, like, pass them around to your friends and have them sign them. I don't know why anybody would want this. But there's a commencement T-shirt that has the names of every single graduate from that class. Why Mm -hmm. would I want that? Mm -hmm. That's not for me. But they're selling every single one of those things are getting sold. It's It felt like I was at a... Like a tailgate. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. And it was fun and everything. But it seemed like a... a they're, they're looking to make it... Yeah, just like you said. Like a real It's about moment profit. Of, yeah, yeah. But they did have cool exploding uh, like confetti cannons, which was Ooh. so much fun. And then it like rained down confetti for like five minutes. That, yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like oh. that. That was so much fun. Like well, We love this, a party. Uh, yes, I do. And I love like, you know, cannons of confetti if I'm oh, not part right. of the cleanup. I know. Uh, when Lincoln celebrated his birthday, my mom got him one of those. And um, like the, my instinct is to be like, oh, no. But I mean, that's what makes life fun. I know. And that's why every holiday, Landon always gets your son a bottle of Silly String. I know. It's and then fun. we drop it and run away. <laughs> you know, silly string is surprisingly easy to clean up. So Oh, that's I, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll conti- I'll let Landon continue his. Yeah, it's you, you would know. think it would be like a mess like slime or something, but yeah, it's not. I would it too. dries up and you just well, that's throw good. it away. There you go. You so, have to like let it dry though. He's forgiven. Yeah. Um but if I, 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 this is a good time to bring up I read an article about holding grudges, if I were holding grudges about the silly string. Um, it was saying uh, it's bad for your health, which makes sense. Um, yeah. And it was giving tips on how to or why you should let go of your grudges and how to do it. It was really interesting. Yeah. Are you, do you think you're a person that holds grudges? No, the opposite. I try to see the ben- I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's crazy. I because I, I just feel like why would anybody intentionally, <clears throat> you know, do anything mean? We had a conversation one time where I was talking about someone who unfollowed me on Instagram who I then blocked in retaliation because I was so mad that they unfollowed me. And you were like, why would you do that? How could (laughs) you care that much? Mm -hmm. But for me, it was just like I felt so hurt by them unfollowing me that I wanted to make them feel that too. Yes. It's so lame. Oh, it's not lame. I think it's like a human. But why don't you have that? Mm. I don't know. I and I don't know. I think I just saw the extreme of that with some family members who try so hard to make other people okay. like match yep. in their hurt. Yep. And I'm mm-hmm. so aware of that. 
that I never want to do that to somebody. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's that hyper aware because I know what that feels like to be on the receiving end of a grudge that you, because like, uh, yeah, I would say I've had people that I really love and care about, close family members who have held grudges against me for doing things that I, that it was not deserving, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. so that me understanding, like, there's no reason for somebody to be holding a grudge. I'm doing everything fine. Yeah, made me feel like, well, why should I hold a grudge against anybody else? And I'm just going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and think that this is really more about something that they're feeling vulnerable, hurt, or like speaks to their, like who they are at the core. Yeah. It's not about you. It's never about about us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What do they, do they like look at you and it reminds them of their own shortcomings? Do they have some, who knows? So I just, I'm like, okay, but I could always use some advice on how, if I did hold a grudge to how to get rid of one, or maybe like not find myself slipping into that. Well, they were saying how, obviously this is something everyone knows, but we often forget, which is that forgiveness is really for your benefit. Um, Yes. You know, when you forgive someone and let something go, it really does lighten your load. Um, yes, it clears you know? out your heart. Like that, that yeah. And that's Don't hard that to see at the time, but we all know to be true in theory. Um, and that there's a lightness that comes to your life whenever you decide you're ready to forgive. And they were saying, you know, just that the sooner you do it, the better it is for you. It frees yourself and that you should, whether it's, an emotional moment or just in general that you should try to get distance between you and whatever it is you're mad about. So if that's just simple as taking a breath in the moment, or if it's about intellectually unpacking what happened and like not making it about personal stuff, just working through it unemotionally. Yeah. Um, And then they said- Well, that's what a therapist is there for. True. Yes. To to come in and be unemotional and be like, Mm -hmm. hey, could you look at it from this way? And yeah, and then to change from a victim mentality to a hero mentality, because then you're empowering oh, yourself. Oh, I like that so much. Yeah, it was good advice because I, I perhaps I just needed to hear it, and I thought, okay, this is good. Maybe other people need to hear it too. Um, and of course, paying attention to the good things in your life rather than the things that make you mad is going to benefit your health and well being. And just yes. accepting that, like sometimes life doesn't turn out the way we want. Like sometimes people are assholes, and then. So if you hold on to it, you're making your own life worse. Yep, totally. Sometimes people are just assholes. You know, but too much of that goes in. I think that's where where kind of what I had to realize. Yeah. Sometimes people are just assholes. Mm -hmm. Because I would almost be not standing up for myself when I needed to Mm -hmm. and giving people too much of a benefit of the doubt. Yeah, right. Not holding them accountable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like... Oh, that person who stole my, you know, parking spot and was a dick to me is probably just having a bad day. No, he's just being a fucking asshole. Sorry, Linda. And we should definitely say, hey, buddy, you know, quit doing that. I remember when I interviewed John Edward, the psychic medium who um, talks to people who've passed. And he, I was saying, you know, when you realize that someone has lost someone close to them, you realize why they might be misbehaving or treating others poorly. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, yeah, but they should not do that. Right. That Even doesn't if they give have a reason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I always remember that right. when he's like, yeah, you can still acknowledge that and be like, don't do it. Right. 
Yeah, when people just accept their bad behavior, I always am just like, what, what, what do you mean? You're just, oh, well, that's just how I am. I'm just, you know, I just mm-hmm. am in a bad mood or I'm just always late or I'm just, you know. Yeah, whenever anyone says like, like that's no. who I am, I yes. always take a minute and think like, what do you mean by that? Right. Like, like that's who you are or like that's the part of you that you've just grown unwilling to, to change because, yeah you're because changing it would be too difficult and require too much work yeah yeah but i thought that was good advice maybe i'll have dahlia put that in the newsletter because i think yeah. people might benefit from it um, sure and yeah i think that's what that forgiveness really is you know like biblically it's always like forgive forgive not for the other person but for to free up your own heart oh my god for sure you know that right? was it gandhi who was like take you know Bitterness is like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. Yes. And oh, it's my so gosh. True. Yeah. Oh, my God. What an amazing quote. That is right. the truth. <gasps> Leave yeah. you with that. Anything else you want to say before Ooh, that's we go? So smart and wise, Suze, to end <laughs> on. Well, Thank things you, we've learned. Sarah. I'm not a master. Oh, you're <laughs> right where my brain is. <laughs> right where it is. Just hurts. reflecting on this episode. Things I've learned and things that I've unlearned. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, that's well, it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five star review. It means the world. Yay! And we love you guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And see you next time. Bye. Bye. podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.